Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello there. I'm Tom Merritt, host of Know a Little More. Longtime listeners know we put these episodes out in batches. You might call them seasons. Because it takes some work to dig down and research them. But Not every single one of you is a longtime listener, and that means you may not have heard all the episodes. Now, add to that the fact that stuff changes, things get updated, facts become clearer. We've decided to take the time between our batches of new episodes to re-release some of the older ones. This episode is Latency versus Bandwidth and was originally released October 20th, 2020. We have re-recorded it since the original episode, just to clarify a couple of things. But enough of the preamble. Let's begin about Latency versus Bandwidth. You have high bandwidth, but your connection is still slow. But your friend has slower bandwidth, but says something called latency is good. And that's why you die so much when you play them online. Are you confused? Don't be. Let's help you know a little more about latency versus bandwidth. Bandwidth is often expressed as megabits or gigabits per second. Get a fast 500 megabits per second connection. That number 500 megabits per second tells you how much data you can receive every second. But it doesn't mean you will. It means you could. Also, that number isn't exactly your bandwidth so much as it is a measure of the available bandwidth's optimum throughput. Throughput is the amount of data that is actually transferred over a given period of time. So 100 megabits per second is the highest throughput that the available bandwidth can deliver. But you may not see 100 megabits every second of throughput in use because that throughput in practice is affected by a number of factors. One of those factors is latency. Latency is the time it takes for information to get from one point to another. It's most often measured as a round trip. I make a request, say for a website. The request travels to a server. The server delivers the web page And then that data shows up in my browser. That round trip time is the latency. Latency is usually measured in milliseconds. One millisecond is a thousandth of a second. So 1,000 milliseconds is one second. One second of latency is very, very bad. That's very slow. Oh, and by the way, in most command line systems, the ping command measures latency. So you sometimes hear the latency referred to as the ping rate. Now, there's lots of different ways to measure latency, like round trip time or time to first byte. But all you really need to know to understand the concept of latency is that it's roughly speaking the time from when you click the link to the time the page loads. 
can also be the time from when you press the shoot button to when the enemy robot falls. But, you know, you're getting the idea now. So let's go back to bandwidth. Bandwidth is really not speed. It can have an effect on speed, but it isn't speed. Latency is closer to speed, but it also isn't actually speed. Throughput is your speed. It's the amount of data that can be transferred over a given period of time. And your actual throughput is affected by your latency and your bandwidth. Time for an analogy. Think of bandwidth like your water pipe. If it's big, it can handle more water than if it's small, right? But if the source isn't sending a lot of water, or it's sending the water slowly, doesn't matter how big the pipe is, a bigger pipe doesn't mean more water suddenly arrives faster. And a small pipe can slow down water delivery if more water is trying to be sent than the pipe can hold. Bandwidth only quote-unquote speeds up your connection in so much as it takes away the limiting factor of that pipe being too small. Bandwidth and latency affect each other and therefore affect your throughput and your perceived speed. That's what we're trying to get to. So how does that work? Maybe Maybe a car analogy works better for all of this. Latency is how fast the car can go. Bandwidth Instead of a pipe, let's think of it as how many lanes are on the road. And throughput is the number of cars traveling on the road in a given time period. And of course, cars are the data. If a car can only go 55 miles an hour, it's got a governor on it or something. It doesn't matter if there are 6, 10, or 30 lanes, the car, aka your data, will only arrive as fast as 55 miles an hour can get it there. That's your latency measurement. But let's say the car can, legally, go 100 miles per hour on the road, but the road only has one lane. And, and that lane is filled with other cars, and not all those other cars are going 100 miles an hour. Well, that's going to slow your car down. It will not reach its top speed. Latency can create bottlenecks, just like lots of slow cars on the freeway can cause traffic jams for the faster ones. What's that I hear? A thousand network admins asking me to add jitter to this explanation? Okay, but only because you can kill my network access if I don't. Uh, To be honest, jitter is not something you need to know about to understand latency versus bandwidth, but it is another thing that can help explain odd behavior, and it'll make the admins happy, and you always want your admins happy. Jitter is the variability over time of latency. So you have a connection that swings from 100 milliseconds to 600 milliseconds, then back to 486, then to 700, then back to 100 milliseconds. Let's go back to our car analogy. Jitter happens when there are too many cars on the road. Your 100-mile-per-hour sports car can speed up to 70, and then it has to slow down and almost stop when the traffic moves, and then it speeds up again. I mean, kind of. It's actually different packets in a connection going at different rates because of varying network connections. But for our purposes, jitter is why you can't just get one latency measurement that will stay the same. It also is why your Skype call may suddenly drop out and then come back just fine. Maybe I should update this to say it's also why your Zoom call may suddenly drop out and then come back just fine. Any streaming data is sensitive to jitter. It's kind of its own topic, but it's good to know about. Okay, back to latency versus bandwidth. So why do ISPs advertise bandwidth? Probably because it's under their control. 
Latency can be affected by a lot of things outside of the ISP's control. Distance affects latency. You probably know there's an upper speed limit on light, (laughs) and light travels slower through cables than through a vacuum. Fiber optic cables impede the speed of light the least, slowing it down only from 3.3 to 4.9 microseconds per kilometer, but the point is data can only travel so fast. And therefore, even under optimal conditions, the farther away the source of your data is, the higher the latency is going to be. Maybe not by a lot, but it's going to be higher. If the server you're getting your data from is halfway around the world, the latency is just going to be longer, and the ISP has no control over that. But the distance isn't just determined by how far away the server is. Some of the delay might be because of your ISP, such as satellite ISPs that have to send data up to the satellite and then back down to the ground again. Even if that server is next door, if you're using a satellite ISP, it has to travel a long way. It has to go up to the satellite and then back down to the server next door, then back up to the satellite and back down to your house. This is why in terrestrial ISPs, your distance from the node can affect your speed since it takes longer for your request to get to the ISP where it can then route it where it's going. But even if you're really close to the node and the server is in a data center physically near you and the node, other things can contribute to longer latency. Routers along the way also affect latency. Here I'm not talking about your router. I'm talking about the routers in your ISP and the internet exchange point and the data centers that your request is going through and the resultant web page have to go through. Each router along the way takes time to analyze the packets and sometimes add information to help the packet find its way or even split the packets up into smaller packets. Each router a packet has to go through, as well as switches and bridges, adds a little bit of latency, and the packets may not always take the route with the fewest routers. That depends on ISP agreements and who's handling traffic with a lot of other considerations. This is one of the reasons Netflix tries to put servers inside an ISP's operation, to eliminate those routes that can introduce latency. It's also why slow Netflix connections were sometimes fixed by using a VPN, because the VPN would cause the data to go a different route. Netflix isn't the only one. You may have heard of the term CDN. It stands for Content Delivery Network. A CDN caches data in multiple locations close to expected users to reduce the travel time of the data. And depending on the type of data you're asking for, other things can introduce latency. Is the data stored somewhere off the server? Time to access that storage adds to the latency. Remember, you don't have a direct connection from your computer to the server. Your request goes through your router, your ISP's node, then internet exchange points, transit providers, sometimes multiples of those to the data center, possibly multiple servers to get to the right one, switches and bridges to take you there along the way, maybe storage. When you think about all those paths, it's kind of impressive that latency is still measured in milliseconds, not minutes. And that's not just for a web page's text, right? Each image on a web page is a separate request. Not to mention scripts and ads and third-party plugins. The perceived speed of a web page loading is affected by lots of other stuff, too, besides the latency. But if the latency is large for each of those elements, that page is going to take longer to load. And let's not even get into what it takes to make a video stream appear coherent. Another issue is congestion. The one-lane road problem I mentioned earlier, or or in Los Angeles, the no-matter-how-many-lane road problem. Bandwidth is a constraint on your throughput. Very low latency may just get bogged down traveling through skinny pipes 
or fat pipes that have a lot of users sending a lot of data through them all at the same time. It's the Game of Thrones problem. Everybody's watching it at the same time. So what's good latency? Well, good is relative. Obviously, the lower the better, but for most uses, you won't notice latency less than 100 milliseconds because most of your internet uses, web pages, email, etc., are not that sensitive to it. Gaming, however, is one that is sensitive because you're dealing with constant round-trip data. Video streaming is latency-sensitive because you need all the packets in each frame to keep the video smooth. So 50 or even better, 30 milliseconds later or less is desirable for gaming, and about 30 to 60 for streaming video, though there are some tricks that can keep it smooth at higher latencies. So how do you improve your latency? Well, largely, it's in the hands of the people bringing you your data. ISPs are usually good at minimizing their effect on latency, but changing your ISP could help in some cases. More often than not, though, the source of your data and whether they are using a CDN or otherwise keeping the transit route short will be the determining factor. However, you could be introducing latency on your end as well, and you can at least eliminate that factor. Your router can easily cause extra latency, so make sure your router is up to date with its firmware and check to see what its optimal ability is. Upgrading your router might help in certain special cases. And plug in with Ethernet. Wi-Fi is so much better than it used to be, but it still adds some latency just by the nature of having to broadcast through the air, then convert back again while Ethernet sends the data straight on through. So one more time, bandwidth is not speed. Throughput, which is speed, is affected by available bandwidth and latency. And latency is hard to control. But I hope this helps you understand why more bandwidth isn't always the solution and why I'm always chiding people to not use Wi-Fi to stream their video. In other words, I hope now you know a little more about latency versus bandwidth. <laughs> 